Stories connect us as humans. A well-told story can motivate and inspire us. Storytelling is the ultimate superpower. Be The Drop is a weekly podcast that investigates how to tell stories that engage. Join me, Amelia Veal, on our shared journey to become better storytellers. In episode 211 of Be The Drop, our chief videographer, Chris Warman, shares his thoughts on self-care and priorities as we reflect on the changes around us due to COVID-19. Chris talks about reviewing the differences of who he is at work and who he is as a person and how through the forced pause of COVID, he's starting to reevaluate what this means. This is Chris's version of Be The Drop. Are you starting a podcast? Narrative Marketing delivers a full range of podcast production and training options. Visit narrativemarketing.com.au or hit the link in the show notes for more details. Welcome, Chris, and thank you for joining me for the next episode of Be The Drop. Thanks for having me again. I think I'm probably the most regular guest now. (laughs) Well, it's exciting to bring you back and chat to our listeners, but we also thought it would be a good opportunity to have some reflection. And we've been having a lot of these conversations, as I'm sure many people have, as we go through 2020, the year that is and how that's changed our perspectives and viewpoints and what we think and do and how we act in our day-to-day lives. You know, the impacts have been huge. And obviously you and I work together and therefore have a lot of time for the conversations around this. Uh, So, you know, we were talking about that yesterday and how it's probably a point to bring that into the podcast and share our thoughts with listeners. And then last night you posted a a picture about flowers, you know, and was talking about self-care and a change in perspective and viewpoint of yourself. So it really, I think, is a great point to talk about because I'm sure that we're not alone in having these thoughts um, and going through these reflections. So maybe just tell us a little bit about that post or your thinking process and your journey. I guess um, I studied film in 2010 and 11. And then after that, it sort of became my life for quite a long time. I kind of identified myself as a videographer, where that was who Chris is. I'm trying to work out the balance between who I am as Chris the person and Chris the videographer. So uh, the videography I do, because I'm in Adelaide, I got a kind of cushion because all our, all our uh, festival season and our wedding period was all November, December, uh, January, February, March, and then it all kind of ends anyway. I didn't feel super affected by COVID too badly because it was already the the winter break for weddings. And I guess I was going to not be working much anyway, and I always have that cycle. But s- recently, now that weddings are starting to pick up and things are coming back differently, I, had, I realized that there was a Chris that didn't have the camera in his hand. <laughs> and you mentioned earlier that, uh, well, because I was talking about how I'd been helping some people who are self-managed on NDIS plans and I could get funding to help people. And then that's sort of like an aspect that came out more clearly. Um, maybe why I like shooting weddings so much is I like being around people. And I don't know, I'm not, I'm not a very outgoing and uh, extroverted person, but I like making sure people are okay. But then sometimes I just got to take a moment and look after myself. And so yesterday, a slightly unrelated 
I listened to too many podcasts I'd probably consider and uh, I hadn't really been present lately. I find it really easy to get distracted and not listen to what people are telling me. So yesterday I was like, I'm going to not listen to a podcast, left my phone in the car in the boot and then walked down the hill up in Crafers after work and uh, had a really relaxing time. I saw some flowers and started picking them. But it's interesting because you're touching on that identifying who we are through what we do. And that has definitely been disrupted. There has been a disruption of how we perceive ourselves, how we go about our day-to-day jobs and how we do what it was that we did before. And in this pause time where it hasn't necessarily all been about deadlines and getting things done and go and hustle, taking the time to go, we don't have to be defined by our job that there is a person that's outside of of whatever that career is Mm. and how we tap into that. And I think if we can do that better and connect with who we are as people and what motivates us as people and bring that back into our work and what we do as work, then overall we're going to be happier people. So it's a really interesting paradigm to me, this shift in what we need to do to protect our health, but then how do we protect our mental well-being as the self-care aspect and, you know, just going for a walk in the sunshine and picking flowers to me is an incredibly powerful, you're chuckling, but I think it's a basic core human need that's being catered to at that. And I don't know that in general conversation and certainly not in workplace conversations prior to COVID, we were very good at having them. You know, we've talked a lot about workplace flexibility and through creating the documentary series Transcending the Gender Narrative, we touched on you know, this need for flexible workplaces. But it wasn't really until COVID hit that I think we've really seen flexible workplaces. Yeah, I mean, it's always like a nice idea that people talk about. I guess uh, if there's always people in the workforce that are able to fit in the standard working hours, then they'll get preference over people who can't. So now that we're at home, we can we're all on a level playing field regardless of who we're caring for. Exactly. And, you know, we we were talking previously about how do we, in recording this episode, how do we make sure that it's of value to our listeners, which, you know, we're always conscious of making sure we deliver value. But for me, I think it's in asking our listeners to have moments of reflection. We also mentioned the fact that our fellow Australians in Melbourne, they're self-care and mental health and well-being you know must be in in very challenging circumstances i guess both of us are quite lucky in regards to um we have people to help us too so i mean there's plenty of people out there regardless of whether they're in melbourne or adelaide that probably don't feel like they can have the afford the time to do self-care i guess maybe if they're looking after a lot of people or yeah they've never had a chance to uh find their job that they like to do. So um, that's something to be aware of as well, I suppose. The fact that we're talking about being able to do self-care is a kind of a privileged position. Mm. And, uh, yeah, like you said, the documentary, that's finally finished and aired. You can watch it on YouTube. There was sort of like an internal conversation I'd been having about um, going back to being defined by the job, by my job and things like that. Um it's more encouraged for men than women to be defined by your job. I felt very encouraged by everyone in my life to continue to pursue my career. And then uh, 
not maybe not directly, but I feel like it's not been encouraged for me to pursue my who I am and my identity discovery and things like that. So that's kind of something I had to pick up on my own. Mm. And it's interesting as well, you mentioned there, the ability to do self-care is a privilege in itself, you know, and there are people, and I think that's another thing that, you know, that I would hope listeners would take away is that we, you know, if we are in ability to think about self-care and focus on that, it's incredibly important and we're better we're better able to help others if we can help ourselves, but to also recognize that therefore if we do have that ability to help ourselves, that is a position of privilege and we should be considering then how we can help others that might not be in a position to help themselves and I have seen that I think we have seen that through this year people coming together there has been both there's been extremes you know with conspiracy theories and attacking and defensiveness and fear-driven behaviour, but also has been coming together as communities, finding ways. Yeah, I guess we had the privilege of being in Australia as well, which is good because we can follow the example of the government in which they sort of distributed people's tax money in a way that was very helpful for a large majority of the country. Not everyone is going to be happy with anything that the government decides. But, I mean, I know that the JobKeeper and JobSeeker improvements that happened at the start of the year through to around about the end of the year has really helped a lot of people that I know and I'm friends with and keep in contact with. Um, So maybe um, when people see programs like that that are put out in response to crisis, then it's easier for us to try and help people because we know that that's the right thing to do because the government said it's the right thing to do. And mm. If you wanted to give some tips to people around self-care uh, and what they might do, what what's some Chris suggestions? I don't know. I guess whenever I feel like I'm stuck or um, something's not quite right, I try and change something, so maybe disrupt what I was doing before. Like, I guess I, I fell into a hole of listening to a lot of podcasts. Um, I know at the very start of the corona stuff, I was looking at the news far too much and it was starting to affect me. So I decided to not do that actively. <laughs> um, and then recently they're limiting how much I listen to a podcast because some days I can go quite a large part of the day. Whenever I feel like I need to do something for myself, I work out what I'm doing at the current period of time and why that's not working and sort of flip that over and in my life I try and make sure that um if I'm if I feel like I'm relying on something too much maybe like it's coffee or even like alcohol or tv or something I go what you know what's this actually giving me that I can't get without it um like I use a sleep app sometimes but I try not to use it too often if I don't need it otherwise I can't sleep without it so it's kind of like trying to tear everything back and taking control of understanding what's driving the behaviour. Yeah, yeah. If I feel like I can't go for a walk without listening to podcasts, then I've got to kind of think about why that's the case. So we're now in September 2020. What do you think we should be considering taking into the the rest of the year and, you know, into 2021? Um, I guess we've had some time without stuff to think about what we actually enjoyed, so... Um, maybe when we start getting back into things we enjoy doing that weren't available during the middle part of the year, we could think about like what we liked the most <laughs> and do that more. So it's more like about spending your time wisely. Yeah, yeah. 
like I've, I've talked to people, other people in video and, um, because we had the financial buffer of JobKeeper, whether they're um, employed or, or sole traders, they can get they can choose to do the projects they actually wanted to do. And then maybe the projects that they were doing that they didn't want to do can go to someone who actually does want to do them and then everyone ends up with a better result in the end. Um, it's like a big reshuffle. Mm. And uh, maybe we needed that uh, regardless of whether COVID was here or not. We needed that kind of space to decide yeah it's been it's been good in a way i mean not been good worldwide and i feel sorry for people who who were significantly negatively impacted um and are still being impacted uh, around the world but Mm. uh we are lucky to have come out of this well Mm. and i definitely we're really thinking and sending our love and support to those people and hoping that they can find ways to achieve self-care. Um, and if not, that they feel like they can reach out and ask for help. Um, it's it's shaken us. It's really changed how we operate and how we do business, but also I think people. And I hope that we can foster that and not focus on the fear and the negative and focus on how we can use it for a positive. So then in conclusion, Chris, (sighs) yes, can you finish with Chris's COVID be the drop tip? Even though I feel like talking about this, I can provide some sort of value to maybe someone who's one step behind me. It's still a process I'm going on. So um, I guess regardless of what I say, it might change or be modified in the future. But at the moment, I mean, yeah, because like, you know, last year it was very career, you know, work, 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 be busy. Being busy was a very desirable um, thing for people. Like if you were trying to um, get a job uh, as a freelancer, you're you're better. You're more likely to get a job if you say you're busy, so that you you seem like in demand. But you know that's not really healthy. But yeah, yeah, I spent a a good couple of years being busy, and then everyone around me, or at least the people I'd been doing jobs for, encouraged me to be busy as a as a good trait. But um, that really like impacts personal care and um, and family time and things like that. So you got to really listen to people who are important to you rather than maybe people who want to positively encourage you to continue being busy. And uh, that's where I'm aiming to be. I think that is a fantastic aim. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss out on one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To contact me directly with any specific comments you have, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that. This is a Narrative Network podcast.